0: You're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastair, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs.
0: There'll be no one to stop us this time.
2: what's going on everybody it is time for episode number 463 of the so is it podcast i am your host joey DiCarlo, and with me my
0: co-hosts first up we've got the expert mr mark markellis reagan hey what's going on everybody welcome to the podcast and this
2: week the queen of all nerds aubrey litchfield is away on assignment uh not being choke slammed somewhere but she's away on assignment So, in her place, we got to bring in one of our best friends from the world of podcasting. That's right, guys. It's Mr. John Amenta from The Pint, colon, a pop culture podcast. What's up, guys? I'm glad to be a queen for the day. (laughs) (laughs) You're the queen of this no weeks off bullshit. (laughs) Pod before life, (laughs) yo. I love it. And you, the listener, are going to love it because you're listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week is our review of one of the kind of most anticipated movies of the year for many different reasons that's right the dceu's last gasp of breath it's the flash before we get into
1: all of that how the hell is everyone doing this week john how are you and how is the pint it's good man we've been uh, having a good time we are Maybe I don't know. I, it's it's junior league for you guys, but we're almost at 300 episodes coming up in about a month. I think, like maybe the end of July, we'll be uh, doing our episode on Titanic, a big movie for for number 300. But yeah, it's it's all been good. I got to go and uh, have my uh, like you know every three month or four month so wizard appointed movie theater experience, and uh, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just been uh, living life and having fun,
0: man. Awesome. We are glad to have you back. Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm still trying to figure out how to get more So Wizard t-shirts onto our site that isn't just Joey at all. Right now, <laughs> it's still Joey exclusive. So if you are a big fan of uh, our super host, uh, Joey DiCarlo, and you want to get uh, a picture of him as Spider-Man <laughs> on some merchandise, please go to our Public store and buy them. Uh, because i hear
2: crickets already <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're exclusive because i don't know how much longer they're going to be until i can figure out how we can get all the other members up on the site i was psyched that adam got to get one of the new shirts before disney came after us so his shirt oh. looks good if i can get just get everyone else back up there i'd be i'd be happy awesome 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 so um, yeah joy how are you doing this week
2: How am I doing this week? Oh, man. Uh, I I did it. I made it through my last weekend of insanity. So Saturday, myself and Adam, aforementioned Adam Wallyhawk, headed up to uh, Marlborough, Massachusetts, where we checked out Contropolis MA, the first edition of this new Comic-Con from the creators of Rhode Island Comic-Con. And we went and checked it out. And we had a good time. We saw a lot of our friends there, uh, Tim Jones, Angry Geeks, Zombie Leader. And uh, we get some interviews and some content. So uh, definitely check out our YouTube channel because there would be some stuff dropping very soon if it's not up there already. But, yeah, it was just exhausting because I had to get up. Friday I worked. um, Well, I had to get up at 6 a.m. on Friday because I had to be at work for 8. And then I worked 8 to 5. Then I drove Back to my area, so an hour drive here, and then I worked at job number two until 10 p.m. And then I came home and I had to shave my head and prep for the con and make sure stuff was charged and I had everything put aside that I needed. <sighs> and then I got up at 6:30 on Saturday, got myself uh, in the shower and headed out to meet Adam. And we drove up there. We had some fun at the con. We had some lunch. Then on the way back, this is the crazy part. We're on the way back. The GPS is like, there is an accident ahead. Would you like to take a different route? We're like, oh, yeah, thank you, GPS. So we got off the pike, and and it took us, I'm not joking, like 45 minutes to get back on the pike. <laughs> 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 I, I, we were driving through all these weird, like, backwater towns I'd never even heard of before. We didn't think we were ever getting home. It was, it was kind of scary. But we managed to get back on the pike. And then we came home, and then I just hung out, and I actually watched some movies. So it wasn't that bad a weekend, I got to tell you. I watched a couple movies I'll talk about later on when we hit up recommendations. But yeah, that's it. That's really about what happened. Fun time at Contropolis. Uh, Aubrey went to Awesome Con, but she's not here, so I guess we'll hear about that next week. And enough about us, man. You know, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about us. Ellis Reagans, please. Tell the listeners where they can find more. So is her podcast
0: all right so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week you'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly you'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only adam Wallyhawk. you'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our tea public store You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Now, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey.
1: takes a lot of work okay
2: you have to organize the guests you have to do a google calendar and then you build a
0: following it takes a long time and i've been working on it for a while okay
2: all right guys it's time for our review of what is basically the last movie in the dceu that's right it's the flash so As always, we're going to start off non-spoiler. We're going to talk a little bit about our trip to the movie theater. We're going to talk a little bit about what we thought about the movie and some other topics. Then Mark Ellis will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you'll at least know what we thought. And you can bounce. The rest of you stick around because we're going to talk a little more in depth after that. To get started, John, you only go to the movies maybe three times a year, and that's when me and Mark make you. Yep. (laughs) So how was your journey to see The Flash?
1: It wasn't bad. I, uh, I worked yesterday afternoon. So Sunday was when I saw it. that was yesterday. Uh, as of recording, I got out of work around two thirty, and I had saw online that there was a three o'clock show in my local theater, uh, which is a holiday. It's independent. So I just, you know, I'm still in my work uniform, but I don't care. I got to go do this. I just want to get home. The movie's four hours long. So I want to just, you know, get home as fast as I can. So I go over, and when I get there, I realize it starts at 3.30, so I'm wicked early. So I drive home, I, uh, I change, I drive back out, and you know everything's good, I get my snacks, I go to the theater. The theater is probably maybe a quarter full, not many people in it. I pick a row kind of in the middle, all by myself, sit down in the middle of this long aisle, and about five minutes before the movie starts, this group of uh, people, uh, adults, come in, There's five or six of them and they choose my row to sit in, which is fine. But the part that was weird is, is that the woman who was going to sit closest to me sat right next to me. And then they sat next to her. Yet there was easily 25 seats on my right. And (laughs) she could, they could have sat three down for me and still had a lot of room. And as I'm sitting there contemplating what the fuck I've done wrong in my life for this to happen, (laughs) I'm 90 percent sure like her, whether it was her boyfriend or brother or whatever, said something to her because they got up and shifted down. He probably said to her, are you are you a psychopath like that? (laughs) This is a this is a semi full theater. Why would you sit next to a guy like that's by himself? Like, why would you want to be that close to anyone? Unless, you know, unless, you know, she's she's cruising for for like, you know, a hot stud. And I get it. (laughs) I've seen myself in the mirror, but there's no other reason for that. And so they, they moved down a couple and very luckily from that point, they were, they were, uh, I will say they were very into the movie, but they were quiet. That's, that's all I really asked for. I asked for, for quiet in movie theaters and just don't sit next to me because I don't want to sit next to you. That's all I asked. So it was, a, it was a decent, um, trip. And I also was pretty excited because this theater has a good habit of not showing like 10 trailers beforehand and they only showed 3 and got right to the movie so that was a nice oh. little treat. Wow. All right. Well, uh Marcellus Reagans, how was
2: your
0: trip to the movie? Well, first I want to answer John's question about what he did wrong in life. Uh you became friends with this podcast. That's <laughs> hey, <laughs> That's what you did it? wrong. <laughs> Why are you sitting in the theater watching the flashes because of us? We're sorry. I I will be honest real quick, Mark. I will say that this was a possibility to
1: do on our show as well. So I, I think I was going to go see this anyway. So, oh, nice. but, but yeah, in the end it is still your fault.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so my trip to the movies. So yeah, as we discussed on the show before, you know, it's always tough to try to manage uh, a screening during the weekend because we record, you know, the beginning of the week. So what I tried to do this time is actually go early, try to go to like an early Thursday night screening which is fun because, you know, that's where, like, the real fans show up and, you know, I get it out of the way. I still have, like, the rest of my weekend to actually live my life. So Pod before life. Exactly. Pod before life. So, you know, Thursday nights, whenever I try to look before for other movies, everything is sold out. For The Flash, not all of the shows were sold out. There were still, like, seats uh, groups of seats together for the evening shows on the Thursday night. So I'm like, oh, this is, this is a weird sign of things to come, but it's good. i'm I'm glad that I can I can do this. So I got a ticket for me and my girlfriend, and we get to like, I don't know it was like a seven o'clock show, something like that, right? Two seats together, totally fine. So we get to the theater and and <laughs> what I've learned from the other uh, experiences is that, You know, you get to the theater on opening night of like these big movies and the popcorn, the line for the popcorn is just like super long. So uh, I already got like two free tickets for The Flash. So I didn't have to pay for tickets. Um, I got the platinum card. So I or the platinum membership. So I get the discount on the snacks. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to spend the extra couple of bucks and just have the snacks delivered to the seat. And I was the only person in the theater that thought of this. (laughs) There's like the theater was pretty much packed. And when they came to deliver snacks, it was just me. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> no no one else cares about this. And the line to the snacks was ridiculous. I don't know how we got away with that. So what theater did you go to? To the big one, the big main one in West Springfield.
2: Oh, man.
0: okay, Yeah, it worked out pretty good. So the snacks part did. So then, you know, as the movie starts, uh, my girlfriend's sitting to the left of me and then like four guys go- come in and they sit to the left of her. And I'm not going to lie, like through the entire movie, they talked to each other. They were in some kind of group chat so that All of them, at least three of them picked up their phones and and they were all like messaging. Like someone would message them and all three of them would pick up their phones and look through the messages. Uh, And that was to the left of us. To the right of us, it was a couple of uh, a young guy and a young girl. And I looked to the right and they're huddled together on a phone. But at least they had their dimmer turned down. So I didn't care. And they weren't talking. So then after about, I don't know, probably like 45 minutes of the movie, the couple to the right of us get up and just leave and like i'm like oh i guess the i guess they really didn't like this movie so for i don't know probably like half an hour they don't come back so i go to my girlfriend just sit on this side you know get away from these knuckleheads so she comes and sits on this side on on the right side of me and then <laughs> probably about like 45 minutes later the couple comes back so now they've missed like the whole middle of the movie and they don't even care so it was a really crappy experience. I'm I'm glad that I saw it on Thursday night cuz it did free up my weekend, but man, the people in that theater are so goddamn annoying. It's it's the price that you pay to have like good seats, good screen, good sound. It's the clientele that just drags the movie down for me. So yeah, it was Yeah, a- that's the best theater
2: in our area and that's why I don't go to it anymore right. <laughs> cuz it's just a different class of uh of moviegoer there that and it's it's not that's not supposed to be like a dig on like you know, certain type of person or like a racist way or anything, but it's just like, that's the main movie theater. So that's the one, like the casuals go to the teens, the people like that you're talking about, Mark, they don't give a fuck. They'll, they'll talk on their phone the whole time. They'll get up and go bang in their car and come back. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the best movie theater, crappiest customers, except for me. I'm the, me and, you know, maybe a handful of other people are there specifically to like concentrate on the movie.
2: Very frustrating. I'm sorry you had such a terrible experience at the movie theater.
0: Uh, it's my own fault. <laughs> pod before. Well, life. <laughs> thank
2: you for putting pod before life. Thank you. <laughs> As for myself, um, when we got back from Contropolis, it was about, I got home about like two 30 in the afternoon and I knew I had to go to the movies this weekend. I knew I had to. So I'm looking at my clock and I'm looking at the, The app, and I'm like, fuck, when am I going to go? So I tried to get some of this stuff done, because we got home a little earlier than I expected. So I went grocery shopping, and I came home, and I took a nap, and I went to the movies at 10 p.m.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. That's a a two-and-a-half-hour
2: movie, dude. (laughs) Yes. um, It it was, yeah. (laughs) Um, And there weren't really that many people in the movie theater. I went to uh, the one that I usually go to, which is uh, a little further away, but it's worth it, because there's not usually – well, unless a group of people are there, right. but they weren't. Um, it's generally uh, a little better. And especially during the summer, like right now, because it's right by uh, UMass and they're they're out. Like there's nobody at UMass right now. Also, the amount of people even at the theater for a big movie is kind of cut down because the colleges around are all out. So it, it, there was barely anyone in the theater and nobody bothered or anything. So really the only crazy thing was that I got out. And by the time I got home, it was after one in the morning. <laughs> And I was yeah, like, "Holy
1: shit! It's late." <laughs> it, it's not a short movie. I, I was no. I was surprised when I, I when I looked up the um the runtime. You know, two two twenty four. I was like, "Christ, this is like Gandhi. Like, why why is this two hours and twenty four <laughs> minutes long?" <laughs> all movies are like that nowadays,
2: and and we'll get to that in a minute when we start talking about the movie. But John, uh, before we get into the movie, the DCEU, much maligned, are you a fan at all?
1: And are you a fan of Ezra Miller as the Flash? Um, so the first answer is I'm a fan but like I'm, I'm I think I'm casual I've never seen Wonder Woman I've never seen Aquaman I know Wonder Woman people said it was a good movie but I, I just never caught it and Aquaman I heard enough people say to avoid uh, I, I think I've seen everything else it's a mess I, and I understand why there's such uh, you know strife with it you know it, it the MCU and Kevin Feige you know there was a plan there and they, they stuck with the plan and they adjusted the plan as necessary. And even though, you know, people will say, and I'm one of them that maybe as it's gone along, it's not as good. There still seems to be a plan there. And the DCEU, there seemed to never be a plan. It seemed all to be reactionary to Marvel. There's a couple of films that I actually like in it, but overall it's, it's very blah to me. And Ezra Miller as the flash, like, look, it's the same thing I would say about Grant Gustin on the TV show, which I watched the first couple of years of. I don't think either of them is playing Barry Allen from the comics. They're playing maybe a version of Wally West. So right off the bat, like that's because Barry Allen is, is a character from you know, from 50 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's not Peter Parker. He was an adult. He's kind of very staunch. You know what I mean? O- almost, you know, a, a very, I don't know, vanilla character. And and Ezra Miller plays him like he's the three stooges in one body. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like comedy night um, from beginning to end. And so, yeah, I, I I'm not a huge fan. And, um, you know, and, and then as you're watching this movie, it's hard not to remember all the stuff that this guy has done, or I'm sorry, they have done. And I'm not being a dick by saying that I will try to try to apply that the weird compound in Vermont and, choke slamming somebody and so it's kind of problematic on that end too so yeah that's my answer i'm not i'm not a huge fan it's okay
2: what about you mark Ellis reagan's
0: well you know i would say as a as an eight-year-old kid this is all i ever wanted you know big screen superman batman wonder woman flash aquaman that's all i ever wanted as a kid you know i love movies i love superheroes so it it seems odd for me to get what i want and then like cry about it you know what i mean so and there's some aspect that's always that's watching that that's it's going to appeal to me in some way i enjoy parts of batman v superman i enjoy most of wonder woman Uh, i actually did like aquaman you know they're not like great stories but they're enjoyable ish and i even like zack snyder's justice league so yeah i I guess i i guess that's a long way of saying yes i am a fan of the dc eu i'm not like a super fan but i i enjoy those movies uh, Ezra Miller I like him as an actor I'm sorry I like them as an actor I think they are talented in the other films that I've seen them in this version of Barry Allen is a weird choice but that's what they chose they chose to make Barry Allen this way the same way they chose to make Lex Luthor a different way you know it's it's a choice that they went for uh, it doesn't really bother me if the script supports like I think the script did a really good job for Barry Allen in Zack Snyder's Justice League, I think the actor itself is fine. It just depends on and I think the character is OK. It just depends on the script.
2: All right. Well, for me, I don't think it's uh, any surprise to anyone that's listened to this show for a long time. I am not a fan of the DCEU. I thought Man of Steel was trash. I thought Batman versus Superman was trash. I thought, the, I thought Suicide Squad was trash. Uh, Aquaman was okay. I I think Wonder Woman is hellaciously overrated. I can't stand Gal Gadot. Just not really a fan of the whole direction of it all. And as for Ezra Miller, they I I guess are an okay actor. I mean I've I've never seen them in anything other than these movies and Fantastic Beasts and How to Fuck Them. So (laughs) I, I don't really have much of a grasp on their acting skills. But I I, I agree with John, though, is that that guys, I promise you, we're trying our best. Okay, They are playing Wally West, really, or even Bart Allen as Barry. So it's weird, man. It's very weird. Again, I don't know, John, how you would have felt also if they turned around and had a real Barry Allen flash, who's like a 45 year old guy. It's like very square and boring as. Yeah,
1: I don't think that would have been better, but, you know, I just think it would have tracked more even if they just called this character Wally, you know, just 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 change the name. I get it. You're going for the big seven with the Justice League, but just change the name. So,
2: yeah, I mean, that's where I'm kind of coming from. I'm not a huge DCEU fan and I'm not against these characters. These characters having movies, the attempt at making an an expanded universe or whatever you want to call it, a cinematic universe for these characters is just. I don't like any of the, the, the movies that are in it. So it's kind of tough for me to get excited about another entry into this. But, you know, here we are, the last one. So <laughs> to get started, of course, non-spoiler, John, what did you think
1: of The Flash? Not a fan. Ah. Um, not a fan. Overlong, um, no focus. Like, man, I understood what the plot of this movie was. But I don't know if the movie understood what the plot of the movie was like, you know, we start off with one thing and then we move into we're going to go back in time to do this. And then we get sidetracked in Gotham and it just seems like they were just trying to jam like the proverbial 50 pounds of shit into a 10 pound bag. And when that happens, the bag splits and it it's a mess of just there's shit everywhere. And that's that's essentially how I felt in the long run of this movie. All right. Marcellus Reagans, what about you? And I, I think
2: I kind of know where you're going to fall, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I just want to say, I know you keep saying this is the last movie of the DCEU. We still have Aquaman 2 and uh, Blue Beetle, which might fall into that category also. So it, it's-
2: Allegedly, Blue Beetle is technically the first DCU movie. Right. Um, I think they're just basically like hedging their bets like if blue beetle does well and people <laughs> like it they're more than willing to bring that into the new right. universe but if it doesn't then they'll be like oh
0: yeah yeah that doesn't count so they're pretty much going to cut out every dceu reference there is in the blue beetle movie it's going to be a complete <laughs> stay the load like if it works come on over
2: well yeah, it's so weird though because like even if the movie doesn't do well i mean that's what blue beetle looks like, <laughs> like yeah. how do you do that any better than what it looks like
0: in the trailer like that's yeah. it. That that's Blue Beetle. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Blue Beetle will do well. Well, not pretty sure. I, I have I have faith that Blue Beetle will do well. Um all right, so what did I think of the Flash? Uh very conflicted on this movie. There's a lot of things that I liked about it. There's a lot of things that I did not like about it. As a whole, I think it's a failure. I don't think it quite gets the it doesn't quite reach the goal that it's in it's trying to make, but it has enough good qualities that I would watch it again. But as a whole, I think the movie kind of fails. Mm.
2: All right. Um, you know, for me, I think what the listeners are expecting is for me to say that this is absolute abomination. It's uh Batman versus Superman level, negative million points out of five. And I'm sad to report for some of you that that's not the truth. <laughs> it's, I agree with Mark and I agree with John. It's not a good movie at all. This is not a good movie, but there's some bones in here. There's some things that are enjoyable. There's a couple things to pick out of here. And the best way I've been describing it to people that ask is that there's a really awesome 90 minute flash movie stuck in this shitty two and a half hour (laughs) multiverse movie. (laughs) Remember in Jurassic park guys, when, um, jeff goldblum sees sees that big pile of shit yeah so imagine there was a vhs tape of a really good flash (laughs) movie on the bottom of that pile and that kind of sums up this movie i see that yeah so i'm not going to tell you it's good because it's not and i'm not going to tell you it's even passable because it's not but i'm also not going to tell you it's an absolute abomination because it's not either it's uh It's not as bad as you think it is, but it's not even remotely as good as it was made out to be by, like, Tom Cruise and Stephen King. Seriously. (laughs) The uh, donation to Scientology (laughs) showed up the next day when I got that tweet. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's how we feel about it. But maybe we have to talk a little bit more in depth and get into spoilers. So now Ellis is going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil the flash
1: uh i've got some spoilers one clear spoiler
0: Here's <laughs> no, a spoiler
1: no. you will die alone
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys john uh we're all kind of in the same boat where we didn't really like this movie but i'm gonna pull it out of you what are some things you
1: did like
2: about this movie
1: um sasha Cali as cara zorel um mm-hmm. i liked her i thought I thought that she, when she was on screen, I felt like some life into the movie, which I was lacking through a lot of it. Um, She looks great in that costume. And that, that Superman, or I'm sorry, Supergirl costume uh, is one of the coolest looking costumes I could remember in a while seeing in a superhero film, kind of the, the red shoulders going into the blue and then the Cape kind of, attached a little bit differently, just aesthetically. It was pleasing and aesthetically she's pleasing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, I liked her. I liked her section of the film. I liked her section of the end. Uh Like, you know, the, the final battle, if you were to say where she's going after Zod and, you know, you kind of discover the, the tenuous kind of connection between man of steel and what happened in man of steel and what's happening here. Um, I liked her quite a bit. Uh, other than that, You know, there was there were some moments that I laughed out loud. There was a couple of funny moments like the problem with a movie like this is that they're trying so hard to be funny so much that I wish I laugh more. But when I did laugh, I had a good laugh. Like there's the scene where Barry is trying to uh, he sees his other self and he just says to his parents, he's got to go to a shit. I laughed (laughs) at that because it was just ridiculous. Um, I don't remember exactly his final line. When he sees the uh, the the last cameo of who's playing Batman in this movie, and he says, "We're in oh, spoilers, so go feel free." Oh, so when he sees, yeah, I'm sorry, he sees George Clooney, which I was not expecting at all. So when George Clooney comes walking in, who you know notoriously hated playing Batman, when George Clooney comes in and uh, and he says, "Like, who the fuck is this guy?" Like, I laughed, I, I cackled out loud. So there there are some definite moments of levity uh, in it as well. Geez, I'm trying to think of anything else I, I like really could pull out as a like on this. <laughs> um, I think I'll be more robust in the dislike portion. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah. But um. Yeah. Definitely, Sasha Cali uh, was cool. And I mean, I'm gonna give it because it's there. The, Michael. It was cool to see Michael Keaton again. It was also to me, and this is probably gonna piss a lot of people off who who are big fans. It was also unnecessary for me to ever see him as Batman again. But it was to see him in the suit again and you know to kind of get the bat wing back and and all that stuff i was 14 when batman came out so i can't lie there was a little bit of cool nostalgia there as well yeah
2: no i i'll agree with you on that because i and pl, epic film guys justin we love you more than life itself brother but i'm sorry <laughs> the uh To me, I I got in some arguments with people online about it that were thinking that just because Michael Keaton, Batman was in this movie, just his presence in the movie alone was going to make this a billion dollar film. And I was like, I don't know, man, I I don't think the same nostalgia is there (laughs) like you think it is for Michael Keaton, Batman. And then it looks like I was proven right. So uh,
1: Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton was Batman, 17 Batmans ago. You know what I mean? Like. Maybe if uh, Jack Nicholson Joker was walking through that portal, then maybe that might be a difference. But
2: anyway, Markels, Reagans, you are a softie. So there's got to be stuff you liked in this one.
0: There is. Yes, there's a lot of stuff that I liked in this movie. And I'm going to try to be as quick as possible to go through it all. All right. So first thing I liked about this movie was the Flash title card. I actually thought that was a, a cute gag to start the movie off. He puts on a suit. He gets into his weird, awkward pose to start running. And then some kids come up, up on the street and they're like, oh my God, it's the Flash. And they start talking to him and then uh, throws a candy bar at them or at him. And then he turns around and starts again and the title card comes up again. Like we're we're resetting the movie. I thought that was actually pretty funny. It kind of reminded me of like a Deadpool type of gag. Uh, so once I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, so we're in for a fun time. And then <laughs> the scene that happens after that is a totally different story. Uh the, the effects of the two berries I thought was really cool when it was... Older Barry and younger Barry, whenever they were together, I was looking for the seams, and you could hardly see it. Those effects were pretty amazing, uh, and I was looking through them. I was looking at them through the whole movie. I did not see where where the the CG was in effect. Like it, it actually looked like there was two different. There were people a couple there. times. That's what I heard. I, I, again, I only saw the movie once, but as I was watching it, I didn't see it. Um, I
2: think the worst of it was when they were in the museum. Did they break into a museum? No, the um, crime lab. Yes. And they are breaking into the crime lab. There were a couple shots where it looked real bad, uh, PS1 cutscene bad. <laughs> um, but, but I will agree with you, Mark, for the most part, and we'll get into that later on. Uh, special effects-wise, the effect of the, the two of them being on screen almost the entire movie uh, was done really well.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, I also liked how the script did make this a flash origin story because we never did know how Barry got his powers. So the fact that they were able to work it in so that you kind of see where Barry was and how he got his powers and what he had to go through. But in a, you know, in a weird, like back to the future type of way, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Uh, I liked the Eric Stoltz in back to the future jokes, I though I, I thought they beat that joke into the ground way too much. But when it first popped up, I thought that was funny because only a few people would really get that. A few nerds would get that. Um, I like the scene of Bruce Wayne enjoying that he's Batman again when he gets cut and he's like sewing up his arm in a mirror and he's like, yeah, I'm back, baby. That I thought was actually pretty cool. I like the duality of the two Batmans. You have the one Batman is dressed in in blue and gray, even though his outfit looked hideous, but I like the color scheme of it. Uh, versus the original Batman that was all black. I thought showing and, you know, working mostly at night. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Uh, The scene where Barry has to, where he kind of realizes the error of his ways and he realized that he has to say goodbye to his mom in order for things to work out the way that they have to work out. That scene I thought was really good. I thought it was a really touching scene. I thought it was written very well. And I thought the performances were really well. Uh, I actually really, really enjoyed that scene uh, at the end. And I like that it was a a celebration of DC live action films and television in general. You know, they're like, this is if there's any movie that's going to let us celebrate all of the live action stuff that young Markellis watched growing up uh, presented on screen. This is going to be the movie to do that. So everyone's included except for Batgirl. (laughs) Batgirl, you you, you sit down, you stay over there somewhere. She's Uh, still canceled. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I actually, the George Clooney joke, I actually thought that was really funny because I was not expecting that at all. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but it it's a great punchline for the movie. So uh, I actually really did like that. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it.
2: All right. Well, uh, what did I like about this one? Let's see. I'm going to say something that may be controversial, but I think the beginning, and I'll agree with both of you guys, the title card stuff. It was great. I think Ezra Miller was was really good in this movie. <laughs> and I know we're not supposed to like him and we're supposed to hate him because he's the Fla- them because they're the Flash and blah, blah, blah. I thought he was great in this movie. So um, that's that. But I think the beginning, the title card, the title card fake out, uh, I thought everything probably up until the first action scene ends was probably the best the DCEU has ever been. <laughs> wow. It was them doing super heroic things uh the heroes working together being friendly to each other Uh, it was just fun it was like this is what we've been waiting almost fucking 10 years now to see (laughs) on screen is the dc characters that we love being heroes and working together and not making each other bleed or (laughs) superman you know being depressed that he's superman or like any of it. it was the, it was batman wonder woman and the flash working together and 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 doing something and i was just like man like it sounds so simple <laughs> when you lay it out there like that but there it is on screen and it was probably the best these movies have ever been um i loved the scene where he saves the babies
0: oh
1: yeah no all
2: um, right all right <laughs> so let me let me let me defend myself here the cg is horrendous <laughs> Like it is really bad in the majority of this movie. And it is really bad in this scene. Yes. It looks like the baby from Allie McBeal. If you remember <laughs> that, if I'm not aging myself,
0: yeah. um, there was a dancing
2: <laughs> CG baby in Allie McBeal and it looks like that. But I just like the conceit of the scene. It was a fun scene that had some jokes and chuckles and laughs. And it was the flash, like doing something heroic <laughs> And like, it was fun like uh, for a DCEU movie to just be okay with being goofy and fun and, and embracing like that side of things for once. Like, it was, it was enjoyable. And I, I, I really loved the movie for those first, like 15 minutes. I <laughs> just like, wow, they're going to nail this. Um, I, I really liked Ezra Miller in this And I know, like I said, we're not supposed to like them and blah, blah, blah. But I thought they did a really good job of playing the two roles. And at first I was like, oh, man, Barry number two is super annoying.
0: Right.
2: But they it actually was I thought that was a great part of the movie when he when Barry one kind of like loses it on him. And then he realizes, like, this is how everyone else sees me (laughs) yeah, (laughs) as super annoying. So. Um, You know, I, I I like a lot of this stuff and a lot of the stuff I liked about it was just stuff that involved the Flash being on a Flash adventure. And that's why I keep saying there's a great 90 minute Flash movie in here because so much of the extraneous crap could have been cut out. The tie ins to Man of Steel. You didn't even really need Keaton Batman in this or Supergirl or just General Zod or or anything like there's a great 90 minute movie in here that like Mark said, that scene where he has to go and. And basically kill his mom, <laughs> like yeah. that was really well done. It was really well acted. Um, that was great, and and I thought the interaction between him and his other self was good. I thought um, that they had a lot of like really like silly stuff that was kind of funny. And I there and basically just about anything that involved just the Flash was great. I I, I think the uh, Eric Stoltz joke went on a little too long. I'll be honest with you. But for the most part, um, the things I enjoyed about this movie were those first 15 minutes and anything involving, you know, Ezra Miller as the Flash one and two when it was divorced of the rest of the plot of the movie.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll jump, I'll I, jump I, in I, real I, quick. Oh, go ahead. I just, want, I just wanted to add on to the likes is that I know I said earlier the Ezra Miller thing in terms of like the characterization not being what I want to see, but that's obviously not not their fault. I will agree with you that. Like, like him or not, like them or not, it was a really good performance. Both of the performances were really good in terms of just like anchoring a movie with you and yourself for two and a half hours. even though I didn't love the idea of this Barry. I still did think they did an excellent job of of, you know, just acting in this film and and making you forget that you're watching you know, this person or anything, it was, it was a really well done performance on both ends. Like you said, Joe, um, when you get to the younger version of Barry and you see his evolution, I thought that was really well done too, because he, he does go from like just being this super annoying, you know, 20 something to realizing that the weight of the world is on his shoulders. And I, I, I will give him credit for that. It was, it was quite good it was way too rushed at the end for him to turn
2: into dark flash, like out of nowhere and then be defeated within three minutes. Yes. But the motivation for it, I thought was, was really well too, because how would you feel, you know, Mark or John, if like a different version of you showed up and was like, Hey, we have to kill your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> like I, I, that, that was, that's again, the, the stuff with the, the flash, that's just the flash. Is way more interesting than all the other stuff that's going on in this movie, uh, with the exception of Supergirl because she is smoking hot. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mark, do we have a new person <laughs> in the conversation for Woman Crush of the Year?
0: A new candidate for Woman of the Year, Woman Crush of the Year? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't think she was in the movie enough. I don't think that's they, true. I don't think she, she was in not. it enough. And I don't think her character was given enough to do. So I'm going to stay out of that out of that conversation.
2: I I'm still leaning towards, uh, Rena site, but you know, yeah, (laughs) the, the year is young, the year (laughs) is young, but yeah, I mean, that's really the stuff that I liked about the movie was the stuff that involved the flash. (laughs) We'll get into the stuff we didn't like, and
1: we're going to start with things we didn't like with John. All right. So I've got a bunch, but I'm not, I'm going to do like Mark. I'm going to be brief about it. CGI is horrendous in this movie. The, the scenes in the speed force. I cannot believe (laughs) i cannot believe and andy machete the director came out and said i think either yesterday or today because people are complaining about it that it's supposed to look like that because he's in the speed force and everything's supposed to look dilated no it's shit cgi dude like it's just a bad job every time they went to that little i don't know speed force theater and you would Mm -hmm. get all of the different people i was like it, it's like it's like polar express it's <laughs> it looks so bad it made the
2: fucking rock and the scorpion king like yeah. look like it's tar way of water
1: i was gonna i was gonna say that the rock and the scorpion king and if you're familiar with the parasailing scene and die another day with james <laughs> by you know james bond those are ones that people refer to a lot and i'm telling you right now the flash is going to be referred to And unfortunately those other two movies are from the early 2000s. This is 2023 and it's awful. And it doesn't stop there. There's, you know, just a lot of the CG. Um, I just don't understand why they didn't film it. Like,
2: okay, obviously, you know, you're not going to get fucking George Reeves to to, to appear. Right. Right. But when he's running back in time and he sees the actress that plays his mom, why didn't they just
1: film that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, and even, even like you just mentioned those scenes, so I'll get to that. The ending, I'll, I'll put it all together. The ending of this movie, like the last like 20 minutes is fucking god awful um, mm-hmm. because it seems like we're supposed to be coming to this event that is going to rebirth the DC universe. And I didn't see that. I saw a bunch of CG planets with CG you know, versions of characters that I knew colliding, but I didn't get... A feeling in the end that that meant anything, like a new birth or anything. Um, I understand Christopher Reeves can't be there, and I understand, you know, that like you said, George Reeves. But like I had heard prior to seeing this that Nicolas Cage did a cameo as the the Tim Burton version of Superman, and I was looking forward to that. And what I got was a fucking CGI scene of that. I, I, I was really looking. Maybe that was Nicolas Cage doing the mocap. But allegedly it was but why why would you do that well, what, exactly why don't you just show me fucking nicholas cage
2: you're like, like i have nicholas cage ready and willing to go but instead i want to have a dead-eyed cg mannequin
1: <laughs> you know and, and i get i get the the fan service the joke is that he's fighting the giant spider that kevin smith talks about all the time blah 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 but it just it felt i don't know it just felt that whole ending the the um the what did you call him the 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 evil flash the um dark flash dark flash looks so bad it just looks so terrible and and when you get to that point where the effects are that bad you start to pull me out of the movie because i was actually getting more invested like when we went to russia and you know when when they brought zod and even michael shannon didn't look real and i know he was in this movie But it it was was he though, or was he just fucking CG'd and he recorded his lines while (laughs) half asleep? Maybe he recorded the lines, but but everything I had read was that he he is returning as Zod. Well, apparently he was returning as Xbox three hundred and sixty Zod because it (laughs) just none of it looked real to me. And you know, in today's day and age, I don't know if that uh, you know I don't know if that works. I get it. I get sometimes we have to do things. I understand. You know, in a month or whatever, when the new indie movie comes out you know, you don't got young Harrison Ford running around. So you have to do stuff like that if that's the plot, but they didn't have to do all this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know? So I don't know. That bothered me. You know, uh, the story just didn't work for me. I think the biggest thing I could say that was disappointing to me in this movie is something you kind of brought up. Joe was, I I felt nothing like I, the Barry's story with his mom, which I think, you know, obviously should, should uh, enact some emotion. It, it was so buried in all the rest of this other shit that I felt a hard time like connecting to it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not a dead person inside. I, I have feelings, but I just felt like it wasn't played well. Even that last scene in the grocery store. I, I just, it, it didn't, I'm an emotional guy. I cry at movies all the time. I felt nothing. And I don't <laughs> know if, it, I don't know if it was because I just got beaten over the head with 140 minutes of, of flash mayhem. But I think if like what you said, if you made this into a tighter 90 minute movie and had that be the real center of what was going on in the film, I think it would have worked for me. So mm-hmm. I could talk all day about stuff that bothered me about this. I'm going to pass for anything else. But, <laughs> but I got to say the CGI. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mark Ellis. Right?
0: Yeah. All right. So things that I didn't like. Uh, I as much as I w- was excited that Michael Keaton was coming back as Bruce Wayne, I did not like. That, you know, Bruce Wayne pretty much solved the crime problem in Gotham and Gotham is one of the safest place to live. And now he's just a hobo living in his mansion with a long hair and beard and just making spaghetti. Like, that's what that's what Bruce Wayne does now that that's it seemed really shitty. I would have even liked him sitting in a cafe with like Michelle Pfeiffer in France somewhere. You know, it just have his life in that way. Having him be like a complete bum just kind of sucked. And again, the CGI absolutely awful, absolutely horrendous. Uh, the The trailer for this movie, I feel like the trailer gave away way too much of this movie. Um, and I didn't watch the trailer a lot. I probably watched it a couple of times, but even just looking at it, I'm like, oh, you can pretty much map out the entire movie except for uh, the big uh, DC love fest, DC film love fest at the end. I was so glad that Iris West, that the actress that plays Iris West got to keep her job because this Flash movie has gone through so many iterations. So I'm like, oh, good. She still gets to be Iris West. And they put her in a movie for like a minute and it was nothing. (laughs) It it didn't do anything at all. Uh, Maybe Barry gets a date after this or something. I I don't know. I I felt like if you're going to include her, at least give her something to do. Have her be integral somehow instead of just kind of talking to Barry and somewhat helping him.
2: I don't know. A character. Well, she could have been an integral character if we didn't have to shoehorn Supergirl and Batman 89 in here.
0: Right. Right. I mean, I'm glad she got to keep her job, but man, I, I really wish that I was hoping that she would be a little bit more of the story. And you know, when you get to the end of the movie or you get to the big twist, which the moment that dark flash shows up or the moment that something shows up and pushes Barry out of the speed force uh, you know it's Dark Flash. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you you know, I knew, at least I knew right away. It's like, oh, this is going to... Well, this... you knew it anyway because he was in all the toys, so... Oh, right. <laughs> See, I did not know that at all. I didn't... I haven't seen any of the toys at all. But once I saw that there was two, you know... If you're doing a movie about time travel, there's two Flashes. One of them has yellow lightning. One of them has blue lightning. And then a blue lightning villain shows up. I'm like, oh, that's got to be... That's got to be the other Barry. And then it shows up at the end. It's like older, evil Barry. And I'm like, wasn't this the end of Lightyear? Like, didn't <laughs> light, didn't Lightyear be like an older, evil version of himself as, as Zerg? Isn't that how it ended? So I'm like, ah, anyone could, anybody could have figured that out. Um, and the Nicolas Cage thing is Superman, like, I thought that was a funny punchline. But I don't know, like, if that really matters to anyone in general. You know what I mean? Like, Why did it go on so long? just because I could picture the the producers or the the executives at Warner Brothers going, oh my God, fans are going to lose their shit when they see Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater together on screen. And then we do Nicolas Cage. People have wanted this forever. And I can see them like really hyping this up. And as I'm watching- Yeah, but he
2: he just needed to- Look at the camera, turn around and fight the start fighting the spider and you cut away like we didn't need to see like a full on battle. Right.
0: <laughs> but again, they, I'm sure they were pouring more into it, thinking that this is what fans want. And it's completely it's all fan service to like to like a disgusting degree. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, is this what people thought of like Rise of Skywalker? Where we're just throwing in fan service just for the hell of it. and it has nothing to do with the story. Uh, yes. it <laughs> Because I completely disagree with that, uh, but yeah, I can kind of I can kind of understand the hatred of it now seeing this movie. But yeah, that that's pretty much it. The whole thing with the babies in the beginning at the hospital, I thought that scene was horrendous because who wants to see? I understand you want to see him be a hero, but do you have to put babies about to get burned by acid in order to prove that point? Do you have to but stick? The, you a,
2: knew there was no way they were going to show oh, babies getting killed, so I, it was just the goofiness of of how he saved them and blah 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 blah. Like he threw a, a a bedpan and blah. I thought that was just fun. Yeah, I you know, understand. It, I'm sorry, that. but this is a movie series where Bat or Superman seems put out by having to save people. I, I I just enjoyed seeing some fun and saving babies.
0: No, I get that. And when the building collapsed and all of the babies go sliding out of the window and they're all falling to, the, to their death, I thought that was funny. I'm like, all right, now we get to see Barry be cool and save all of these babies. You didn't have to have one of them be burned by a blowtorch. <laughs> one of them get burned by acid. Like, you didn't need all of that extra stuff. That's It was a little... I understand you're supposed to see the fun of it, but there's something that's kind of twisted about that. And I just couldn't find the humor of it. And to bring it on home, the CG of those babies looked horrendous. So I'm like, <laughs> yes. what am I yeah. watching? What am I watching? So, yeah, that's it looked like the fucking Christmas light. <laughs> <laughs> it looked horrendous. And then after that scene, I was just like, ugh. All right. We're maybe this isn't going to be the, the great movie that I thought it was. Where's my watch?
2: There's two, mi- two hours and 15 <laughs> minutes left.
0: <laughs> From that point on, I'm like, where's Michael Keaton and where's General's hot? Let's just get to the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's what I didn't like about it.
2: All right. Well, I want to I'm going to preface the things I didn't like by asking you guys some questions. OK, uh, And you guys can just jump right in and answer. OK. Why did we watch a two and a half hour movie teaching Barry to not mess with the timeline, so at the very end of the movie, after he kills his mom again, learning his lesson, he messes with the timeline
1: yeah I don't know i don't I don't know if I can answer any of these questions if they're logic based <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know it I thought I thought the way that he messed with the timeline was fun. He still lost his mom, but he was able to save his dad. so it kind of worked.
2: Why did we see? teddy sears as the earth Two flash from the cw tv show in flashbacks cameos when that wasn't the real flash that was zoom in disguise
0: dude that cg was so bad i couldn't tell if it was uh john wesley ship or whoever it was like all of the cg looked horrendous i wouldn't even know that that was uh the guy from the tv show
1: Yeah, you're talking about when they showed, uh, like, Jay Garrick with the helmet and everything? Yeah, it was clearly uh, Teddy Sears. (laughs) I I couldn't, again, like what (laughs) Mark just said. It's just
2: the way he looks, his angular features, like, it was clearly the wrong actor. I don't know if they just fed fucking... Pictures into an AI and had to here, do the
1: fucking CG. Here's the answer, Joey. Multiverse. That's the answer to <laughs> everything. Right. <laughs> Every question you have, multiverse. Someone, multiverse.
0: We don't have to explain fucking anything. Someone went to the CW lot and kidnapped Grant Gustin, but they got the wrong guy. <laughs> they took yeah, the mask I'm off. And they're like, uh, here he is. <laughs> like, wrong dude, but use him anyway.
2: Why did Flash and Dark Flash just stop fighting for 15 minutes so we could see a bunch of cameos? I,
1: again, I thought, <laughs> I thought that scene was going to end where the the movie is, we have the the flashpoint rebirth and it's, you know, he ends up on a whole brand new earth and something has changed. And instead it was just like a glorified cameo of a bunch of CGI monstrosities. I I don't know. I don't know. Why would
2: you make a cameo of George Reeves in this movie out of CG and repurposed footage for a guy who couldn't escape being typecast as Superman. So he killed himself.
0: Uh, that's not proven. Number one. Uh, number two, he's still Superman. He's still a generation Superman. And this is a, again, a celebration of all live action DC stuff.
2: Why did Batman say, thank you for bringing me back when he stopped being Batman because he solved all crime and it was his choice to live as a hobo.
1: Cause I think, I think if I can answer that one, I think he realized that he should just, he he should have always been Batman. That was his destiny. I Can I tell you another thing I really hated? <laughs> sure. I've got to add before, because it was it was Batman-centric, Was and I saw it in the trailer, and I was hoping they'd cut it out of the final product, is when he says, uh, you know, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. I hated that, because that's a funny line in the first movie that is so fanservice-y. It's cringy when he says it in this, because it's not, it has nothing to do with Batman in the first movie. It's it's him as Bruce Wayne kind of just like having like a fucking like kind of like nutty moment. I don't know. Sometimes stuff like that can work for me or not work for me. And when he he's standing on that like ledge, you want to get nuts? I went, oh, God,
2: (laughs) no, Um, I got to be honest with you guys. I hated just about everything involving Batman and Supergirl in this movie. (laughs) Who Supergirl was killed by a knife. (laughs) but she's Supergirl, but she can be killed by a knife. That was the
1: thing that Robocop killed Clarence Boddicker with. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That that giant like spire spike. Yeah. She gets killed by it twice in this. Yeah.
2: Well, I know Michael Shannon wasn't paying attention to to that because he's sleepwalking through the fucking movie, but um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I just thought all of it was superfluous. Like it, it, it didn't add anything for honestly besides member berries and your feels from seeing Michael Keaton in the Batsuit? Did it really add anything to, to add an extra hour to this movie so we can go to Russia to rescue Supergirl so the two of them can die and then that's it?
0: <laughs> that part kind of pissed me off too, is the fact that they introduce Michael Keaton as Batman, they introduce the new Supergirl instead of Henry Cavill, and then they don't even get to shine. They don't, they don't even get to have their We're Heroes moment. They die and they then they die again and then that's it. Then it goes switches back to Barry. So like why am I rooting for these characters?
2: Yeah, they, they literally show up, waste over half the movie establishing them just so they can die and there's no recourse to fix it or bring <laughs> them back. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, so allegedly there are three versions of the ending. The first one had Barry show up at the courthouse, to save his dad walk outside and Michael Keaton and Supergirl are there.
0: Right. And we saw like, uh, um, behind the scenes, pictures of those early pictures. And of those that's a while ago. part
2: of that's in the trailer. One of the scenes in the trailer where Supergirl says something like, are you ready? Something like that. <gasps> She's at the courthouse She's in oh. the courthouse steps. Oh shit. <laughs> um, they shot another version of that. I don't know if they shot it, but they were, they talked about her. They wrote it. Um, it would have been Michael Keaton, Supergirl, Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot waiting outside. Nice. They wiped that all away to have a joke with George Clooney at the end.
0: I, I kind of love that joke though.
2: <laughs> I do. And I gotta be honest with you. I did like the the stinger of George Clooney showing up and being like he fucked up again. haha <laughs> But at the expense of those two characters just basically <laughs> they just died. And that was it. They're dead. Yeah. The end. The DCU yeah. is done. Goodbye.
1: See you later. This, what? This, this movie works its way. That's what I was saying earlier about it can't figure out what it wants to be. We get all the way to the end and, you know, obviously the idea is it's going to be about Barry trying to bring his mom back, but then we shift into this secondary Zod plot line. We get to the point where Zod is battling, you know, our forces and this act of war and all of this stuff and Supergirl and Batman die. And then right in the middle of all that, they end up uh, stuck in the speed force. And then that's when the dark flash comes in and the rest of that stuff that's happening just disappears right like it's fucking crazy it's like <laughs> we just spent an hour of the movie about this zod plot line and we get in the middle of it now i understand the idea is it was an unwinnable situation but like there's no resolve for it it's like they just die and then all of a sudden we move on to the next problem i, I don't know yeah I don't yeah know. it Sorry.
2: left a weird <laughs> taste in your mouth yeah very the second- weird the second week in a row mark that we've watched a movie where the climactic battle is just people fighting on a gray screws fucking um screen i guess like i I don't like uh, okay i i mean again i already said i'm not a fan of man of steel under any circumstances so to once again tie back into it it's just like like it, it just it was so unnecessary it yep. did not need to be in the movie it just didn't need to be in the movie i'm sorry if people are a fan of man and steel uh, i I'm, I'm sorry for you and your taste in movies but um it just didn't need to be there and again and then we have Barry's like oh i put on my first flash costume and and tried to help like that's that's the same thing that they did with batman versus superman is we're still apologizing for man of steel <laughs> <laughs> just leave yeah. it alone none you could have cut a whole fucking hour out of this movie <laughs> like it, none of it needed to be there especially knowing that it's not moving forward and then I and like I said I liked the George Clooney joke blah 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 but the after credit scene is just a fucking joke with Aquaman and it's not even really that funny. Oh uh, that was I So what a great ending for the DCEU is just to end on a complete wet fart of a fucking after credit scene. That's just bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's that was insane. I, I, I sat and I I saw a a friend of mine the night before who said, did you see the flash yet? And I said, no, I'm going on. So wizard, he said, don't even bother staying for the end credits. And I'm like, I got to, I'm doing a show. (laughs) He goes, it's not important. Don't bother. Just read about it. And I said, no, man, I'm going to I'm going to wait. And I waited. And after it ended, I went, I should have just fucking read about that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt, too. I was sitting in the theater as this credits were
1: rolling. And I'm like, I could just
2: watch this on YouTube when I get home. I could (laughs) could just I could leave right now. And I I didn't. And uh, it was a waste of time. So, you know, honestly, the the downs for me are and I hate to say it because but one of the downs for me is Batman being in the movie. Supergirl being in the movie, the Man of Steel Zod stuff being in the movie. Um, and of course the CG fucking flashbacks were just horrendous. Like when people talk shit about like member berries in movies, this is what they're talking about. (laughs) Like, yeah, like Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater just show up and stare at the camera. (laughs) Like they, they could have just had Barry running around being like, Hey, remember these guys? Hey, remember
0: these guys to everything? Like it, it was so bad. Yeah, and, and know, I don't, I don't get it. The thing that's crazy is that the Flash TV show did Flashpoint, and they kind of did the same thing, or they did it in a Crisis where they yeah. had like Alexander Knox from Gotham on there and Birds of Prey, uh, and they did have a scene of him running through the Speed Force, and they showed like old, like DC properties, like whizzing by. So it's kind of been done before, right?
2: Right. And, and and I mean, I appreciate them thinking like, oh, you know, fans would like to see Nicolas Cage. Fans would like to see Christopher Reeve again or George Reeves or Adam West. Like, I appreciate that. But there was just a better way to do it that didn't involve literally the movie stops. <laughs> like The movie <laughs> stops dead. And If you haven't seen it and you're just listening for spoilers because you don't care. I can't really describe it without you like actually having seen it. But I'm not joking where the movie literally comes to a dead stop so that we can have the camera float around and show us dead eyed CG models of old DC actors.
1: It's awful. It, it, just you describing it again is making me think about how awful it was. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just saying like there, there had to have been a bit, if
2: you want to do that, it's fine, but maybe do it like the, like Mark said, like the CW show said, where you see them in the speed force as they're running or you get glimpses of them or something, but to, to literally practically just stop the movie and, and say, here, we're going to show you some things we know you like. Right. Like, what <laughs> awful. So yeah, I mean, honestly, the things I hated about this movie are everything that doesn't involve Barry and their, their plotline. <laughs> like, the movie is Barry goes back in time, meets another version of himself after accidentally trying to saving his mom and screwing up the timeline and he has to fix it. That's the movie. The movie is not that happens. Plus, Batman comes back. Plus, Supergirl. Plus, a tie into Man of Steel. Plus, here's all these cameos. Plus, Dark Flash. Plus, plus George Clooney and Aquaman. Like, no, <laughs> it's it's very Spider-Man three. You know what I mean? It's very Spider-Man three. Spider-Man three is should be Harry turns evil to get revenge on Peter because of, he thinks he killed his dad. Right. Not. Not Harry turns evil for all that. Plus Venom, plus Sandman, plus Gwen Stacy. (laughs) This is the Spider-Man 3 of the modern era. And Spider-Man 3 is a much better movie than this because it didn't stop dead in the middle of the movie and be like, oh, look, there's uh, Lou Ferrigno. (laughs) Anyway, I think the only thing left to do is to give this a score. And I've been wrestling with my score since I saw it. So, John, on a score... Of zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. What do you got for the Flash?
1: A two. This oh wow. Is, to me, this is a two, and that's that's honestly, I'm I'm giving it a little leeway because there. Uh, look, Ezra Miller is really good in it. Again, carries this whole movie essentially. There's some funny stuff in it. There's a couple of moments, like you know, the Clooney moment, like I mentioned, that were that were good enough and surprising enough to kind of. um counterbalance slightly the the terrible you know stuff the the nicholas cage thing and all that that was all bad but yeah in the end i mean we've said it five times so far in this episode it's it's just unfortunately a case of uh a good hour and 30 minute hour and 40 minute movie that is about barry going back in time to save his mom maybe screwing up the timeline and working on that meeting himself and that's it but instead we add you know it, it's almost like it makes me. It reminded me of, and this is a better movie. I'm just using it as a, as an example. I always thought the Captain America movie Civil War should just have been called Civil War, because yes, mm-hmm. Captain America is the lead character in it. But you know, we the event. It's almost an Avengers movie in a way. And this is almost like I know Flash is like the front point, but it eventually becomes like a DC universe movie. So if they had called it Flashpoint, where we knew he'd be kind of the lead character, but. We were going to have all this other stuff in it as heavily as it was. I honestly expected Michael Keaton Batman to be in this thing for like three or four minutes. And there's an hour subplot that doesn't have to be there with him. <laughs> yeah, because he just dies. <laughs> yeah. And then he dies twice. And, you know, he, he's he's happy about dying. You know, thanks, Barry, for bringing me back and killing me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he could yeah. be at his house eating spaghetti right now. Yeah, with one slipper on, you know, making spaghetti, with one slipper on and his beard and long hair. He looked cool. Um yeah, I give it a 2. I, I will never watch this again. Uh, I'm a physical media collector. This is this is not even like a used DVD for me. I'm I'm done. Uh bring on for for better or worse, bring on James Gunn, bring on the next iteration of the DC universe because I'm fucking done with this one.
0: <laughs> All right. Marcellus Reagan. Yeah, I would say if Spider-Man No Way Home, uh Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, the flash tv show and doctor strange didn't exist this would be a much better movie i think i would i would enjoy this movie a lot more but because all of those other movies have done multiverse storytelling so much better uh this grade was not hard for me to come to at all uh, there's a lot of things that i liked a lot of things that i didn't like but it's not enough to 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 recommend it at all so i'm giving it a 2 i'm also giving it a 2
2: All right. Well, you know, I've been thinking about it, like I said, since I left the movie theater, because, you know, I know we have to record about it. And I try to come to a consensus in my head. And I've just been thinking about it for a couple of days now. And and I think I'm at a one and a half uh, out of five. Uh, Just like John said, I'm never going to watch this again. I'm not going to buy it on Blu-ray and and shot. It's shocking to me. If you told me this two weeks ago, I would have told you you're nuts. That I'm sitting here saying Ezra Miller was the best part of this movie. <laughs> like, somebody I, I didn't like in the role and I don't like as a human being. They are somehow the best part of this movie, which is, just blows me away. And, and again, just to go back to things that we didn't like. Uh, <laughs> do you feel bad for Henry Cavill that this is now the second sequel to Man of Steel that really doesn't have anything to do with Superman?
1: No, I think Henry Cavill's happy he's done with all of this. Like yeah he's a young guy you know he has plenty of options out there i think he's ready to move on to the next uh because it it was like this whole part of his career was like a non-starter right like he did man of steel and then you know he comes back for justice league a few years later and then really you know they don't even use him in shazam and then they bring him back for black adam but then they fire him he's probably just like get me the fuck out of (laughs) here yeah he's gonna
2: stay home and count his money and paint warhammer figures yeah i think he'll be okay But yeah, I mean, I I just, and we've said it over and over and over and over again this episode, but there is a great Flash movie buried somewhere in this mess, but this movie is a fucking mess, and it's not good, and I am at a one and a half out of five maybe we got it right and maybe we got it wrong you're gonna have to hit us up on social media and let us know what you think but now we are gonna wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there john tell everybody where they can find you on the pint a pop culture podcast and give us a recommendation
1: all right so yeah just check us out uh, on every um, podcatcher there is out there the pint colon a pop culture podcast uh, me and my partner Lloyd we talk about basically almost movies every week but we do music episodes uh we do episodes where we talk about comic books so the we really try to cover the whole gamut of pop culture in there um and recommendations all right so on freevee which is uh one of those many free um uh, apps you can get on your TV or your phone there was a show i watched recently that i liked a lot called jury duty it's a uh, reality show scripted thing i, w- I don't want to spoil it but it's about jury duty and this one guy that's going to jury duty and basically everybody else around him is an actor and he doesn't know it so um he is going to jury duty every day and everybody involved in the in the case is an actor and this goes on it's eight episodes long but you could tell he was probably there for like a month James Marston plays a (laughs) hyper uh, realistic version of himself, like a real douchebag version of himself. It was a really good show. Me and my wife watched it. It came out on Fridays, I think around April and May. And uh, we watched every week and uh, it was really funny. And uh, it was actually in the end. It had a lot of heart. It was a good show. So check it out. Jury duty on freebie. Awesome.
2: Well, thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate it. Mark Ellis, Reagan's what you got.
0: Uh, you know, I also want to second John's recommendation, Jury Duty. I just finished the last episode yesterday, uh, and James Marsden as a a ridiculous version of James Marsden just makes me love him even more. So uh, yeah. I can't wait to see him as a Cyclops again, if that rumor is true. <laughs>
2: God. It's going to be a CG version
0: of him that like just stands there dead-eyed. Hey, well, he has the visor on, so <laughs> you won't be able to tell. So recommendations, uh I would recommend a documentary called The Death of Superman Lives that chronicles uh the Nicolas Cage Tim Burton Superman movie that we never got. Uh it isn't streaming anywhere, so you might have to uh check out your library uh to get the DVD. Um the internet will
2: always provide Mark
0: Kelly. <laughs> but it's an it's a fantastic documentary I have it on Blu-ray, uh directed by the late great John Schnepp, uh who was a contributor to uh like Collider and all of the uh, movie uh, YouTube shows. Uh, he broke down exactly what happened with this, with this Nicholas Cage Superman movie, which, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people know about. So it's strange that Nicholas Cage is in the new flash movie. It's just weird. Um, so I recommend that. And I also recommend the first uh, evening with Kevin Smith because he details his script, the Superman, the Nicholas Cage and the giant spider of it all. Uh, and that you can stream on Apple.
2: Awesome. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. And like I said, Adam's dropping some of our Contropolis interviews and content as we speak. Don't forget the Patreon at patreon.com backslash so is a podcast. where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content this month. It's the only place to hear us talking about all the news and trailers like a uh, Craven the Hunter trailer that dropped today as we're recording. Uh, so if you want to hear what we thought about that, the only way to find out is on Patreon. I will recommend a comic book came out this past week as we're recording uh, Black Panther number one. From Marvel Comics, uh, Raider E. Viewing, and I forget the artist off the top of my head, uh, but I haven't read Black Panther in a while. Obviously, I hold the Christopher Priest run in very high regard, so it's very hard for me to even get into any runs other than just rereading that. But uh, this one's fantastic. The art is gorgeous, uh, really cool spin on the story. Apparently, I didn't read this these books before, so T'Challa is no longer the king of Wakanda, he's been abdicated to the throne. And he's just gone off to a large city, almost like Gotham, but Afro-futuristic in the upper corner of Wakanda, where he's now acting as a vigilante without any of his royal abilities. You know what I mean? Like, he can't just be like, I'm the king, so shut up. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, he's yeah. just a guy now. So um, it, it's only one issue, but so far, really interesting start and really great art. So uh, check it out because I, I, yeah. everybody should buy comics. So. Uh, that's out and uh, you know maybe watch Extraction 2 Electric Boogaloo on Netflix because that my friends is what we will be talking about next week but that's going to do it for episode number 463 of the So Wizard podcast I am your host Joey DiCarlo and my co-host from the pint John Amenta see ya and the expert Mr. Mar- hey. Mark Marcellus Rick
0: everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever See you guys
2: next week for Extraction 2. Good, Good journey. Day.